you nervous to come off every loss of words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Words Betting Podcast. I'm joined tonight by Jason Daniels. Jason, hello. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you, mate. How are you? Harvest. Good. All the pleasantries out of the way. We're on to the Ryder Cup. Very quick chat on the picks. Uh, then we'll recap next, last week very quickly, and then we'll go on to the Irish Open, which we're all here for. So, um, first reaction to the captain's picks today by Luke Donald. No shock, is it? I mean, no. there's only one missing, which is Moronk, who I would have put in. Um, I suppose it depends. He's got his ideas of who he wants to play with who, I'd imagine, or pretty much his ideas and how he's going to play them. I, I would personally have two course winners there, especially ones that are in form. Yeah. Uh, be interesting to see what Moronk does this week because I can't work him out. I was quite heavy on him um, at the check. Um, Ignored him last week when he drifted 10 points. Now he's been... Well, I mean, I, I don't know when he knew that he wasn't playing. I presume that he, he, he knew what he had to do last week. Yeah. Um, I would have had a phone call straight after or whatever. I, I, I wonder if it was straight after, because I feel like he's... like The way he seems to... like It looks like he's reacted a little bit. Everyone's saying, oh, it's classy. He's saying good luck. But it looks like he's been very blunt about it. Um Feels like he's almost been a Freddie Couple, Cam Young type situation where I think he probably got told he was in and then Aber has come and won it and kind of thrown it all up in the air, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I was interested to see Luke Donald say um, uh, he expects Aber to be in contention for the next eight Ryder Cups, which makes me think he. Uh, look, look, I mean, it's, it's what it is. I mean, it's um, it, it makes me think of that. I mean, I'm going back 100 years here. It makes me think about Reese Davis thing where yeah. potentially you could have. Brought him along in a Reese Davis invite. If you believe he's going to be here for the eight, and and you probably don't see Moronk, um, who's going to be on the PGA Tour, isn't he? I suppose. Yeah. Um, you don't see Moronk being around for that long, then perhaps you could have given Moronk the chance. I I would have done. Um, I, I can't argue against any of them. I just think who who would you have left out for Moronk? I would, have, I would have said Aberg come along, and uh, I'd have said you. I think you're going to be in the next quote Luke Donald eight Ryder Cup. Yeah. Come along for the experience. Justin Rose can look after him, or whoever one of the one of the other yeah. hangers on. Sorry, vice captains. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'd have probably done that to be honest. I, I I'm not saying Aberg isn't like you know the next Tiger Woods. I'm not saying that. I just think it's a bit when somebody's I know Ben's put up with it. He's, he's, he obviously buggered off to America for you know a few events, which I think is a natural thing to do. And, and Aberg might well do that at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? So I don't see that as an argument, really. You know, I, what's he going to do? What's, he's going to say, "I played this Ryder Cup, yeah. yeah. I've won on the European Tour. See you later." Now, Moronk has played some, you know, um, middle of the road European events over the last couple of years. Yeah. He's committed to places like South Africa, um, got a career, obviously won over the course. So for me, yeah, I would have probably asked Aberg along. He can drive a, a, um, a car <laughs> like Reese Davis did, um, but obviously not through a, through the ropes and, and not a driver off of anybody's um, <laughs> way. Uh, and um, that's what I would have done. And I would have put Moronk in, and I don't think anybody would have been upset. I think Aberg would have been perfectly happy with that. 
and and that's what I would have done. I I would have taken Moronk just because I think that well, Luke Donald basically said to me that he was impressed from the Rocket Mortgage, couldn't believe how good he was, and statistically he's the best driver of the golf ball if he played enough events. So it feels like to me like all he had to do was prove himself over the last couple of weeks and he was in. So it, it felt more down to the way you sort of listen to it, it felt more down to Nikolai versus Moronk. And I don't know that I lose sleep over either or of those. Um both course winners. Look, I, th- I think I think for me my argument is that and I get I get why people have the opposite opinion on it. I think Larry is very fortunate. Um oh. and I I get why he's there, like historically major winner, played in the Ryder Cup before once, got one point. I get that he potentially played better than that, but he also got beat four and two by Cantley and four and three with Rory McIlroy against Fiona and Harris English. So I don't know if we're overplaying a little bit that one-up win that he had with Hatton. So I think that, plus the fact he's had one top 10 all year, plus the fact that his match over record is a negative overall. I think he's very, like, this is why, I don't think people really took what I was saying correctly. Like, the reason I compared him to JT is I felt they were both in very similar positions. They were like, you didn't really ever feel like they were going to get left out, but neither of them necessarily done anything to deserve being picked. The difference is, is that JT's got this massive bank of President's Cup, Ryder Cups, majors, everything. And he played pretty well that Wyndham Championship to finish off and, and give it a real go to get in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Lowry's not even played at Marco Simone in the three years he's had the opportunity to. No, I so, so I, I, sorry, go on. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know... <laughs> I don't know if I could have left him out because if, if I say well, I've left out Lowry but taken Stracker or I've left out Lowry and taken Moronk, it, but I just I never would have like if we lost against America in a month's time I'd never go we'd have won if Shane Lowry was there and I and I know I probably wouldn't say the same if Moronk wasn't there but at least with Moronk you could say well he's finished first and second there like he knows how to win on that goal course he knows where all the best lines are he knows how to drive it he's a better driver than like Larry in terms of distance. So like I wouldn't directly take Moronk over Larry, but I do think he's fortunate. I think you've got a very good point. I think you've got to be careful what you say about justifying how people have been loyal, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, I think you're bang on. I think I think when you make that argument and then you look at you've made point Larry and Marco Simone, um, they know where the thing was. I mean you know, coming over to play Wentworth and, and the Irish Open, the Scottish Open, the Open yeah. isn't big no. deal. Yeah, big deal. We discussed it before, you know, how European are this European team. Yeah. Um, you know, OK, there are a few. Uh, the rest of them are basically born in Europe and are American. I mean, you know, and, that, and that's that's what it is. I, I, you know, you've got McIntyre wears his heart on his sleeve and, and yeah. apart from him and the rookies, you know, um, Luke Donald came out uh, in his Gray McDowell uh, part American accent. Justin Rose, American accent. Sepp Stracker, obviously, um, completely American there. Not, not even um, accent, is it? It's literally native. You know, so apart from Bob yeah. um, and some rookies, it's. And, and I'm and not knocking that. Obviously, you, you, I'm not knocking you. You progress your life and you go over there. 100%. Stop beating, beating your chest. And, so, and, and Rose done it. He said, when you put that badge on your, yeah, thing, yeah. you remember just how much tax you'll say, it's tax or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I just, I'm not knocking them. I'm not, I'm, I'm please, I'm not, I'm not having a go or anything like that. I just, no. I don't get this. Oh, you know, they've been so loyal. You brought up that, that was brilliant what you said about Larry not appearing at uh, Marco Simone. Um, yeah. And I agree. I think it's, I think it's a terrible, there's a really good um, tweet. I can't remember who put it up. And uh, he, because the qualification has changed obviously over the years, and he put up um, what qualification would have been um, using the various criteria over the years. I think I it was, it was it Alex Perry, wasn't it? I think yeah, it was. probably was. He was. He's done some great work. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't. You know, it's it's a unique event where. Um, I mean, I've, I've you know I've, I'm going to be doing something for Set Victor where I've got obviously their majors, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and how we're doing and any match play stuff. But it's a complete unique event. Yeah. Um, and, and and like I say, I mean, you know, Thomas couldn't hit a barn door at the moment. No. But, you know, he only needs to get going with Jordan Speed. I think, look, the crowd's going to do a lot. I think Europe will. I, I don't know at the moment who I, who I fancy with it. Um, I mean, the States were 7-4 on at the end of um, Whistling Straits. Yeah. They, they got back. They were 2 on at March 22. And they've drifted from June 22 all the way until now. And you can get 11-10 on. Um, just quickly, what you tell me if they're going to miss these players that played in 2021, right? Yeah. Dustin Johnson. No. You don't think they're going to miss him? No. Wow. Okay. Bryson? Not, not, in, his, not in his current form. Uh, Bryson. Uh, only no, because I don't know who he really partners very well with. Okay. Uh, Fina? Yes. Miss Fina. Obviously not about Harris English and Daniel Berger who's, who might be back or might not be back um, and then on Europe the only players we don't have um, are Bert Wiesberger yeah. no difference. Um, Paul Casey who's not in any form no. but they're not in form because no one gives a sh- sorry no one cares about where they've gone so no, that's yeah. why they're not in form um, Lee Westwood no, no Sergio and Paul S- Sergio yes I think and I and the only reason I say Sergio, yes, not necessarily because, um, you know, obviously my reason for Dustin Johnson, no, is because he's not and Sergio's no better. But like, Ram was very vocal about wanting Sergio there and he was very good with him in a really bad Ryder Cup team in 2021. So he's a really good fit for the team and he's been there and done it. So when you look at, you know, you said to me before we come on about how important Justin Rose could be. Justin Rose has played in like six Ryder Cups and a lot of people have, a lot of people, when I ask them about Shane Lowry, a lot of people were saying like Justin Rose is very lucky that he's kind of hung on to his spot. Again, Rose has played in six Ryder Cups. He's won singles points that are really important. I think I don't think he's ever had a Ryder Cup where he's been worse than two points of the week, and they're in like losing efforts. So like, he's very good at the Ryder Cup. Whether he's you know in great form right now, isn't he, isn't he a guaranteed future captain? Yeah, hundred percent, because he's avoided the the switch isn't he um so he's definitely in um and i think he will be good i think that i think it was interesting sky brought this up that like luke donald said about how good of a driver sep stracker was and i was like i don't know if he's like that good but when you look at it like decent blend of accuracy and distance and has gained basically every week on tour with his driver so Maybe he partners him and Rose together because Rose has got a bit of a decent, like, short game that can get Strapper around. Like, and this this is what brings me back to like, like I don't know who Shane Lowry fits with. Is it is it Fleetwood? 
like that's the one I can see because I know they put I know he won with Hatton last time but I think now Ram hasn't got Sergio I think you put Hatton with Ram and then I think I think you've kind of got Fleetwood needs a partner um and it's kind of Fitz or Lowry I think and I, I don't know necessarily either of them are great for him um so I don't know I thought that that's the only that's my only concern is that actually individually I think we stack up really nicely based on individuals. Yeah. yeah. And I think but also I think and this is the one final negative I will say because ultimately everything I'm saying negatively about Shane Lowry or whatever, I can't wait to be wrong because I hope Shane Lowry gets five points and Europe win. So there's no downside to me saying this in my opinion. I don't think that I think it's overplayed, and this comes back to your point about we're basically America A versus America B. When everyone points out about home course advantage and how we can set it up perfectly fast, this is not the golf national where you've got Molinari and Fleetwood just pounding greens and you only had Justin Thomas that even bothered to look at the course. This is a very American course, I think, and the top four or five players that we really need to perform well want exactly what the Americans want. You, you've got Rory, Hovland, Rahm, maybe Fleetwood, you could argue, is a bit more European traditional, Hatton, I guess. But like even Fitzpatrick in this day and age wants the same thing the Americans want. Aberg, Hoygaard, all want this American course. So why are we going to set it up any differently? Yeah. Um, so that's my, that's my overriding thing. I'm I'm positive about the team. I like the team. I obviously have my comments about Shane Larry. Fine. I, I I stick to them because I believe in them. Um, I hope he proves me wrong and gets five points. Um, I don't see why he would and why he'd even play five games. And that's the other thing is how much are these Boyguard Stracker going to play? I think Aberg is actually the one that's most likely to play the most out of all of them. I just reckon they'll partner him with Rory on day one and if he plays well they'll just run it back he needs he needs to go with a senior doesn't he he needs to go with well a, I thought he'd go with Fleetwood to be honest with you interesting yeah but I mean it's yeah no fair enough um any any further points on that before we move on no, 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 no. It's, I mean, it's, it's you know, no. I, I think it's, it's a sort of resetting of things, yeah. really, isn't it? Um, it's not. Uh, I can't. I'm not going to knock the, the, uh, the enthusiasm that's shown everywhere because that's yeah. the, the, the business that we're in, and and that's the world that we live in. But um, it, it certainly doesn't, for me anyway, um, have that excitement that, that that for example i mean even the whistling straights although we knew what was going to happen there um when you look at that team and you think okay i, I really fancy any of those five against any of those five it doesn't have that for me but you know maybe that's just me getting old and cynical yeah well i was very i was very much of the six months ago i was like we're gonna it's gonna be whistling straights again like i was very much that. and i looked at like I think like it was maybe Golf Digest or someone put the team literally side by side and it was like it wasn't how they've got in the team but it was just I don't know they've done it on purpose but it was like a very 
clear like okay maybe this one will beat this one so let me just bring up who it was and then we'll move on because this isn't the Ryder Cup preview um but so Scheffler versus Rory who are you taking um Yeah, Cantley Ram. Shuffle Hovland. Uh, Homer Fitzpatrick. Oh God, that's a terrible. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely taking Homer in that. No, I don't know. Uh, Hatton Harmon. I have to go Hatton, but. Yeah. Yeah. Fleet Fleetwood Clark. There you've got to go Tommy in there. Yeah. Stracker Speeth is Speeth, surely. Uh yeah, who knows what's going to be it'd be entertaining. But yeah, yeah, I'll go Speeth. Yeah. Kepka Rose. Uh Rose. Interesting. Morikawa Lowry. Morikawa. Burns McIntyre. Don't know. So Fowler, Hoygaard. That's a good one, isn't it? Mm. Don't know. Thomas versus Aberg. At the moment, you have to go Aberg, yeah. don't you? So, so I reckon that Aberg takes it. So I think our lit-downs would be Larry to Morikawa. Again, these are not playing against one another. It's just how the teams list down. I just thought it was an interesting way to do it. Um, McIntyre loses to Burns. Larry loses to... Morikawa, I think Rose potentially to Kepka, Stracker to Spieth, Fitzpatrick to Homer. But otherwise, I think it's, and probably Hoygaard to Fowler. So I think it genuinely is like six versus six. Like, it's very even, I think. Um, I think our top three are better than their top three. Um, so, yeah. The pairing, yeah, the dynamic between the pairings is going to be absolutely crucial. Yeah. I, I think that's the problem. I actually, I can see their pairings far clearer than ours. And that's because going back to your point that we there's a big transition for us. We've we've lost those very obvious pairings of like um, Sergio and Rahm, and before that it was Sergio and Donald and Rory and Poulter and that sort of thing. Those are gone now. So like mm. it, it is definitely going to be a transition thing. But moving on, moving on from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aberg, like you said, brilliant to win last week in Crans. Gets myself on the team. Disappointed in Matt Fitzpatrick, Jace. Very. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know what price. I didn't look today. What price he he was in running? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he was he, he basically won it, isn't he? After day one. Yeah. He's real day one and a half, if you really want to be like that. He, he's won the tournament. Um, goes in. Yeah, it's the way it goes, isn't it? It happens. Yeah. In Paris, right. uh, he's a right bet. He, he's and and he's just it's surprising. I, I just don't. They all do it, don't they? Rory's done it. They've all done it. You know, so, you know, is there any surprise there? Not really, no. No. I think I think for me, the only surprise was like, it was, it was all the way round, he looked like he was going to win it, and then just all of a sudden just... Well, he was, sorry, Tom, he was, he was went down to 57th for greens and reg for the fourth yeah. round. Well, yeah. you, you don't win round crowns if you do that. Uh-huh. No, fair enough. Um, anyone that you were massively impressed by yesterday? Other than... Uh... Yeah, I mean, Aberg was impressive, but and again, I'm not knocking him. I'm not knocking it, but but you know, we've said it before. They can all do it. I mean, that just so happens at the end of a 
you know, half a dozen tournaments, which is is an amazing opening to his, you know, full time career, if you like, his, his top level career. That yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. Can't knock it. You you were pointing out last week. I listened back about how he sort of goes forward and then stops and comes back again. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was that's been continual, isn't it? So it was only a matter of um, holding on or 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 just. It wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot to find really no, and no. when you consider that you know that and in such a short period then it's it's very very, very impressive and he um he fearless, actually he, really yeah he did it another way where he kind of grew into the event this time and he got yeah that's right i think he moved up every round which is the way you want to do it um and like you say he shot six under and you know on another day that might not even have been good enough you know fits only had to shoot through a four under to you know tie him so um I was very down on Bjork. I thought Saturday and the early parts of Sunday he kind of let himself down. Then he shoots. Time, you know, yeah. But then he shoots four under and finishes out right second. So, I mean, I think that was when he knew he couldn't win. But um, it's just yeah. an incredible run of form. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then Connor Syme, I think, has been good for, for a couple of weeks now. Um, yeah. I was disappointed with. Alex Fitzpatrick in the end. I thought that the the comfort of chasing your brother as opposed to trying and chase a Rory or someone like this week um, would have helped, but was all over the map with his driver early on. Um, but look, very green still. Um, so kind of will be superstars within the first five, six times doing it. So um, plenty to be forgiven there. On to this week. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, no, I didn't have anything else to say. That was cool. We've said, um, no, but we've said it all before. You know, for every Morikawa, for every, you know, Aberg, there, there's those. You know, there's. We're talking about Justin Rose. I can't remember the figure. It's 26 miscuts. 21. Whatever yeah. it was, it doesn't matter. 20 plus. Yeah. Yeah. So for every single superstar, there's there's hundreds of them that aren't. Look, go and have a look down the Challenge Tour field. Go and have a look down the Corn Ferry field, or or even less. You know, there's there'll be players there that five, six, seven years ago, you said we're going to be winners on the main tour. You know, you you hear about them, you don't hear about the 50 that fail. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, Let's go on to this week. K-Club last hosted this event in 2016, and then before that it wasn't until, I think it was like 2005, I think it was, the last time we saw the European Open here. I think it was 1997-2005. Not a Lynx golf course, Jase, that you might associate with um irish opens it's an inland links very much kind of tree-lined and different type of test um what do you make of the golf course what do you think is the most important thing here um well the uh they said in 2016 that the trees were uh, maturing and thinning out yeah we're now seven years later um yeah. i mean if you look back at, at, at much of what's been going on over the last few years greens and reg has been absolutely huge in fact it's greens and reg in any of the Irish Open courses. I mean, even if you look in the ones in between, you know, Catlin, the one in 2020 was six. Uh, and Herbert won in 21. Crocker led the Greens and Reg. He came ninth. Bland six in Greens Reg. Him and uh, I can't read my writing. They're both top five. Last year when Morant won it, he was first in Greens and Reg. So that's not even a K club. But yeah. if you do construct, I mean, this is, this is, I've bemoaned the fact that they moved the Irish when we used to go Irish, uh, Scottish. And then obviously our open. Yeah. Um, but this is just as valid, I think, going from here to Wentworth is, is a fantastic move, especially after Crans. If you go back uh, on course winners, because uh, this used to hold the 
host the European Open. If you go back, the, the relationship to Crayons particularly is good. If you fancied someone last week at Crayons, have another look at them this week. Evidence for it, Rory won in 2016, 2372 at Crayons. Dredge, who was second, um, 1234 at Crayons. Um, then you go back to the European Open days, Monty's won both. Um, Philip Price was sixth at Crayons. Um, when Michael Campbell won, I think he's got a terrific record at Crayons as well. Probably wrong. Um, uh, Dredge was second in that year. Before that, Darren Clark, um, two thirds of fourth and sixth, and Westwood's won both fourth and two sixth. I mean, interestingly, there, you know, many of those names are links based, uh, but they are all about accuracy. Yeah. Um, so I concentrated massively on very recent form, greens in red, tee green, and driving accuracy. Um, most of these also had a good season. Most of these winners have had a, a very good season. They don't just pop out of nowhere. So I shortened the list to those that have had a decent season. And there we are. I mean, it's price-based and, and you hope. Yeah, that's where no, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I say, so whatever, whatever you sorry, Tom, whatever you wrote about Crayons last week, so you have the Kenya link, the Valderrama link, then you can, you can bring in plenty of... I mean, obviously, Lucas Herbert won um, this when it was at... I can't remember, was it Galgorm? No, I don't think it was. Um, He's been eighth at Crayons. He's got the Qatar form. You can link that in with so many of these other names that we've just said as well. Desert form. It's 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 generally. Um, I think it's going to be a proper winner. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I I think Crayons from last week. If you're hitting your irons properly, if you're hitting your driver accurately, yeah, I, I'd rather have that than anything else. Well, that's the thing. I think people look at it and go, well, what, what can you find in the you know, Swiss Alps with, a, with an Irish open tree line course. But the point is, is that the same skill set is required, right? You need to pound greens. The last three winners on this course of ranked first and greens of regulation. As you've already said, the players you've said, Graham Storm's been second at both. Jimenez is, is one and finished second at Crans. Barry Lane, second here, one Crans. Matthias Gromberg, won both. Pierre Eurek Johansson, two time winner here, back to back fourth at Crans. Like the list goes on of players that, you know, at the time would have been decent names and, and in good form and that goes to your point Jason where you look at kind of Bradley Dredge and you think oh he's you know he's not a massive name but he was in form like he'd I think he'd actually either won the Irish Open um or, or finished second in the Irish Open the year before um before finishing second here so like the Irish Open the current form of winning earlier in the season or contending earlier in the season is so important as is that accuracy so the, the fact that we're coming straight from Crans is just the perfect blend, and and I agree with you. I think it's very helpful. So let's go into the market. Roy McRoy, no surprise, 72 favourite. First time in 2016, he won on Irish soil. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton, 11 to 1. Shane Larry, 20 to 1. Mimu Lee, 22. Adam Scott, 22. Um, any of those tempting for you, Jason? Nah, not really. I'm quite happy uh, in, in in a week that's been dominated by um, other matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Roy to win by 20, but you, you could say that every time he doesn't see it up in a major or enhanced, elevated, whatever you want to call it yeah. now these days event. So yeah, you know he's, he's downgraded, isn't he really? Um, and he's entitled to win it. Um, yeah. When he won in 2016, it was actually his third third. I don't think it was his third win of the year, but he won three that year. He's won two this year, so this would be his third. So he could repeat it. And if you want to, I've I, I, I backed too many 10 to 1, 12 to 1 shots lately and they've failed. So I'm certainly not right. going yeah. 7 to 2. No. 
Fair enough. Um, I'm going to start my card with Adrian Moronk. Uh, and it's not just um, I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and that means he's going to play well because I don't always buy into those narratives. But I think that's definitely part of it. If Adrian Moronk is the type of player that I think he is, he's going to be this really successful player going forward, multiple winner against going on, then I do think the best in the world play with a chip on the shoulder when the back's against the wall. And look, he's coming to an event that he's got first miscut and 10th in uh, in three starts. I love the fact that despite not actually getting the job done last week, he was 15th in strokes gained approach. He was top seven in greens regulation for three of the four rounds. He's playing well. He's playing well. He loves, you know, these types of events. Strong iron player, good driver of the golf ball, accurate enough. Um, so I think Adrian Ronk can go on. Uh, it would be a real kind of, here you go, you should have picked me. Uh, comment, especially if he goes and beats the likes of Rory or Tyrrell on Sunday. Um, the one concern I do have is that the one miscut of Marco Simone came when it was Rory McIlroy, Matt Fitzpatrick, all that in the field, and he's not been great in these kind of stronger fields this season, which might have been what worked against him, but I just have a feeling he's going to play really well this week in Irish Open. He's done well in the past. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's got everything that you want him to do. Um, I, I, the only no, I can't. No, I, I backed him. He was 12 a couple of weeks ago. No, I didn't last week. He drifted to 22. Wanted potentially to be within this week, but now um, I, I can't. I just think if he's in contention, the, the pressure, the, the on-course interviews that will continue to mention it. Um, do you, do you reckon they have to be... bring it up though? Like I know they bring it up when like they're they're getting on the team. Do you think someone like a Tim Bar is going to go up to him and go? Do you think I don't think I don't think I don't think if he's level with Rory and they're clear of the field, he's going to go. Are you, you know, do you are you thinking of thinking revenge? Yeah. Um, but I okay, might not be on the course, but it's certainly yeah. going to be if he's up there at the end of the third day, they're certainly going to say post to round. Him, yeah. You know, is this a is this a up your not quite like this, but you know, oh, he's okay. yours. Yeah. Um, and he's going to get a laugh it off, and inside he's going to be going. What more do you want me to do? Yeah. No, yeah, there's there's obviously that. That's the only read, but I mean that's that's you know we're second guessing. We shouldn't guess what people think, but I, I, it may well have, well, this may well have just turned up at the wrong time. But. Yeah, I think I think for me what I did because you know you've always kind of thought about not second guessing people's sort of thought processes and, and things like that, and and I try to remove that from wrong this week and not go am I just backing him because I want him to be on the team and I want him to prove people wrong, and when I strip that away and still look to him you know, form-wise, uh, course fit-wise, etc. The fact he's defending champion, we haven't seen him defend the title yet because this was the first one he won. I'm just really intrigued by him and think he's, he's got the right skill set. So um, still happy with Adrian Moronk. Um, your first pick is the same as Brad's first pick. The first two picks are the same as Brad's first pick. So why don't you go back to back on your two picks and explain why you and Brad might not like his two players? Oh, he probably likes it from completely different reasons. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, first one is Jordan Smith. Um, yeah. He is shortly up, probably because of Brad. Um, I haven't seen any other previews that, that have put him up, but you know, um, so 40. I, I mean, I would certainly go less than 40. I don't think. Um, look, I mean, something that caught my eye last week was again, he's just smashing in greens and reg. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I mean, the entire season he's been. Top ten in greens and rig. Ignore that um, Dutch Open. Uh, just ignore that completely. So apart from our Open, he's been top ten consistently, which is exactly what you need here. We know he's 
as accurate as anybody and his only issue is the greens well we you know you go back across this course um and, and it's not as vital as it can be elsewhere um his accuracy is obviously going to going to pay dividends over 72 holes against those that don't quite find the fairways and i was really interested in the fact that he's actually missed the cut twice at crans yeah last week last week managed to get um, a top 20. um yeah. he was inside top 15 it was around about it was 13 and 16 through the middle two rounds um i just i love the way he's but i don't think he's doing anything wrong in particular when he gets it right we know he's we know he's an absolute machine like he did in portugal which you know it's hard to see you know continually but um you know he led into the third round at the european open which is obviously his first winning event which is quite interesting because the european open at k club you would think would suit him obviously he wasn't old enough to play anyway yeah. um but he goes and wins the european open at uh green eagle yeah um, yeah i mean he's his accuracy will always give him a chance it is exactly what he does after he's found the green and you, you just have to assume that one day it's going to click and i just thought having seen what he did at crowns he can take that on this week um and yeah 40 45 i, I thought was very fair against you know I, I don't fancy lowry to be honest um I, i'm not i know bjork's playing well but he struggled to win um I, I don't you know for example i don't see why for example matt wallace is 40 and and jordan no. smith is, he was a bit bigger he's for I, mean, I don't mind Matt Wallace at all yeah not at all if you want to make that case um but i i just don't see why he's he's that price so one of them's wrong and i'm going that jordan jordan smith is five or eight points a bit too big i think it says something that both you and Brad are on him, and, and he was very close for me. And I, I'm very much the case of like Jordan Smith's too short in the betting, um, almost every week. And this, this felt like the time. And I think I say this quite a lot. It's probably quite boring for people to listen to every week. But like, I would rather take a chance on these players that are 45, 50 to one in a stronger field, knowing that really they're fighting against themselves, regardless of of who's in the field, because Jordan Smith has a tough time winning whatever klm whatever like it, it, it's the problem is not with who he's going up against it's, it's bassing himself so i would rather take the added value and i think this is a great event for him he, he hit 100 percent of the greens on uh friday at crans 83 percent of them again on sunday had a tough saturday but i think quite a few people did uh, in terms of greens regulation um and look i i think it is one of his you know better chances i, I don't think like you said people are really cutting on to the fact of how solidly he has been playing and and that 20th oh, last yeah. week not oh. only got me sorry oh, my apologies that's right go on i actually think he's better i think i still think he's better i thought he 10 years ago and i think it now yeah i think he's better than his results are i mean i really i'm not saying he's you know a world beater but i certainly think he should have been winning or or, or have a lot more top fives than, than he actually has got um and this looks yeah like i say this looks a, a perfect run for him especially after last week i think i think the 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 real intriguing part of it and and the thing i like that you've added the most is that he finished 20th on a course that he doesn't typically play well at and that is one of the sort of justifications i've used for my later picks and you know you say i think he's better than than he kind of has ever shown i think he's shown that a couple of times isn't he but ninth in the pga championship in 2017 20th in the us open this year like he he can play at a really high level and you know look 
he he hasn't got the wins that he that he should have. But when he did win last year, he won at 30 under, shooting 62, 62, 63, and one by three strokes from someone that was playing out of his skin anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think this was as close as I've gotten to Jordan Smith all season, uh, and statistically uh, stands out a lot. So love that. Uh, and then the next one for you is someone that I've been on for the last couple of weeks that so I've given up on. How have you? Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, you're probably wised in. Uh, <laughs> Antoine Rosner, who's who's on actually a, a, a nice a nice little run of form without actually um, bringing up trees. Um, I like the fact that again I, I had my list of those three criteria: greens in red, tee green, driving accuracy, and you've got to have had a decent season, so top five placings. Um, and and that, and that genuinely was was what it was based on. And then I look at the pricing. I like again the fact that he turned up. Um, last week at Crans, uh, he's already got a 13th, fourth uh, there, and he played well final round, hit a 64 second round, went away again, as you say on Saturday, it was a bit difficult, came again with a 66. Um, I like his run of form, I like the fact that he hasn't missed a cut since uh, Kentwood King. I mean, I wish he made the cut, Kenny, because that'd been even better in terms <laughs> of correlation. Yeah. But we are, you know, we are going back to March and the, the 13, 13 straight cuts he's made. Yes. Yes, not as many as, as uh, Bjork, but, uh, you know, half as many is fine, isn't it? Um, and, yeah, I, I, I like what he did last week. Um, 15 greens and red round there. They never do any harm. That's only four events after you led greens and red. Uh, the Belfry, 30, the Scottish Open, which you can um, look at as a similar type of track again. We often used to go Scottish, uh, Irish, Scottish, and then obviously our Open. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's my criteria. That's you know, you know, show some form in those three categories. Have a decent. Um, uh, he's got obviously he's a winner as well. One in Mauritius, 2019, which is not. A, I mean, it's not the greatest, but it's not a bad correlation in terms of what the course setup is like. I don't mind Qatar to be honest with you. And then once you hit Qatar, you hit various other uh, correlations which link him into past winners around here. I know the trees weren't up or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's it's that you know I'm, I'm very happy with it, and I, I just wanted somebody to show something going into the next two, which is difficult, you know, K Club, and then Wentworth. They're difficult tracks. I know they've got they're going to upgrade the field, and I know that they've got to come on again from last week. But he is a three-time winner, you know. He showed balls at Qatar, balls in Dubai, um, and uh, yeah, you know, again, it's 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 a price I, I don't mind. Um, the 50 is very nice. I think the 50 for, um, I think it's 50. Or you could get, you used to, you know, it's used to, you could get 50 first day. That's got a 45. But yeah, when you take away Rory McElroy, I'm not sure how much oomph is there. You know what I no. mean? So, so, yeah, I'm quite happy taking that. I, th- I think for me, Brad will have better reasons. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. But um, I think, I think for me with Rosner, it's, I took him at the Czech Masters first of all, thinking, well, look, he, he was fourth after round one and fourth after round three at the Open. It's going to drop in class, and he should really show now. He's made, at this point, 10 cuts in a row. He's been bubbling under, like eventually he's going to break through. And it just feels like it, I think I'm still going to be saying that going to the end of the season. That's my concern is these people, they don't necessarily kick on. But I, I like you say, he's a proven winner. So if he gets in the mix, I have faith that he'll do it. I just don't know if he's going to get there at this point. Like, He's been, he's not having the kind of spike approach rounds that 
like at the start of the, at the end of last year, Portugal we had like a really good iron week, and then he's kind of not done it for the last few. He's been solid, but like not hitting it close enough. It's one of those ones where he's probably hitting it like on the green, but not putting himself in a chance. Um, but yeah, just one of those. I think he's one that's I think great each way value, and that's probably it. Which is why I've dropped down to slightly bigger prices for similar types of players. I think. Yeah. Can't argue with you. I think, I think like I say, once you go past that top, you are going yeah. back to um, a, a, a bog standard European. But that you can be so negative against, apart from Rory, yeah, that's a price thing. But you can be negative against quite a lot of those. Um, I mean, I don't see Mimulu, for example, particularly. No, I don't see it. Around here. No, absolutely. Um, so there we are. Yeah. I fully agree. Um, Let's go to another one that me and you agree on then. Um, Theorbjorn Olison. He was the last person on my list, but actually the one I'm potentially most intrigued by. He's played nine Irish Opens, finished inside the top 18 in six of them, which I think is incredible consistency. Three of those were top tens, uh, and one of those came at this course in 2016, and he was eighth, um, you know, last week. So it to me, the way he's been kind of, Sorry, not eighth last week. He was 40th last week, but he, he played well last week um, in terms of ball striking. And I just think that the, the way he's been doing it in recent weeks is kind of steady more than anything else. But it's been better than I think people give it credit for. Like three top 25s in his last six starts, third at the halfway to British Masters, 25th in a really strong Scottish Open field, and 11th two starts going to Czech Masters. And yeah, he only finished like 40th last week, and his strokes going approach numbers are you know, fine, 25th, 26th. But in terms of just pure greens and regulation, he led the field. And that, to me, when, you know, you talk about everything you said at the start of the show, you talk about the fact that, um, you know, the last three course winners have all led the field in greens and regulation. These stats are ridiculous. He was 19th after day one with greens and regulation, 77.8%. 94.4% on uh, Friday, uh, third in the field, 83.3% on both weekend rounds as well unbelievable to average over 84 percent of the greens last week suggests to me that he's kind of dialed in comes to an irish open he's clearly loved in the past uh got the course form which not a lot of people have got because not a lot of people were playing this event in 2016 uh and then you just add in the fact that he's great in ireland in general uh i really like the organist and i think a lot of irish open form will correlate regardless of what um what course it came on yeah, I can't argue with you. Um, obviously, won this year in Thailand, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, again, he's got the second in guitar. <coughs> I don't know why it fits. It just bloody well does. <laughs> um, you mentioned the greens in red last week. I think all these players are, are very much of a muchness in that they're so good quality from tee to green. It's what they do after that. Yeah. <coughs> so, sorry. sorry. You know, if you can find a track where the pattern isn't necessarily the be-all and end-all, um, getting on the green is going to save them shots, even if they have to two putt every time from five foot. Um, I don't think you're going to go wrong. I mean, it, it was between him and uh, uh, Juice Loughton, uh, 66 to one. Mm. I went with Ollison. That was last minute stuff. Um, Loughton was on the on the list, and I've scrubbed him off for Ollison. So I'm, I don't know. I'll um, we'll see what we'll see what happens. They're both they're both doing it. I mean, Loughton's playing very well designed. Yeah, he kind of everything. So I went with Ollison as well. I, I think when you look at Ollison, just I, I always go back to this periodically. It's always periodically juxtaposition, but anyway, periodically go through to Ollison's uh, record 
First when he beats Chris Wood, when Chris Wood was quite highly thought of. Then beats Victor Dubois on his second win. Third when he beats Brooks Kepka and Chris Stroud and Dunhill Links. Done, uh, David Hawes in House on Lee in the Turkish, which is a big event at the time. Beats Francesco Molinari on home soil at the Italian Open. Sebastian Soderberg, British Masters is what it is. And then he beats Yannick Paul this year by four strokes, who was obviously in the Ryder Cup running. I, I think he just knows how to step up and I really do trust him. So as much as it's been a bit in and out, I think he's a player for the big moment. He clearly loves Ireland um, and I'm going with him. And interestingly, straight into my next pick, uh, as you said, you was the last one you scrubbed off. I am going with Yost Lauten. Um, I, I just, like you say, you've already said it. Um, he's been incredible with his irons. Uh, he actually leads the field in strokes game approach. If you stretch out to the last 15 weeks, obviously you've got to adjust for field strength and things like that. That's just raw numbers, but he's ranked inside the top three uh, in lot, in four of his last seven starts. Um, and he was third last week in that category. It's been second, ninth and 11th uh, in the Irish Open in the past. Did miss the cut here in 2016, but not too concerned. Top five last week, seventh top 10 of the season, third top eight finish in his last five starts. Hitting the ball incredibly well. He has struggled to get over the line this year, which is, I think, strange for Loughton because, you know, previously we'd kind of attributed him to being a decent closer. But, um, you know, he's he's, he's, he's ageing. He's he's been out of form for a decent amount of time. But this year, seventh, um, was the tail end of last season, was seventh at the Portugal Masters. Then he was third at the Thailand Classic, third at the Indian Open, ninth at the SDC Championship, third at the Career Championship. Um, he was the 54 hole leader at both the BMW International Open, where he was second, and the British Masters, where he was eighth. Um, he, he had two pretty poor events at the Scottish Open and the Open Championship, which I guess is the concern that the field strength got stronger and he disappeared. But it was decent enough last week, and he, and he was fifth there. So um, this is it's kind of around the green game that's letting him down at the moment. So if he can just tidy that up on a course where he could just pound the greens to death, I'm, uh, I'm pretty confident about Joe Stouts and the least placing. That's why he left off. I mean, I've I, I, yeah, I've been following him out for years, um, yeah. even like before his injury and everything like that. And and he's always been a great team, green player. Yeah. Um, so interesting. You say he's a good closer. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was. I, th- I think when you when you go back historically, I always thought he was pretty decent. That's how I kind of remember him. Like he was it, for me, he was like Joe Durant. I keep saying Joe Durant. No <laughs> bloody remembers who he is. Mission ninety-seven years old. But Durant was like, like but in the old racing post, six you Oh, oh, I've got no problem with that. And I, I, yeah. I love the way he plays, but he's extremely dodgy. Um, but is, but is that not a recent thing? Like 2011, he wins. He wins twice in 2013. Wins again in 2014. Then again in 2016. Like it feels to me like in that period of time, he was he was a closer, and then he's had his injuries and COVID and all those sort of things that that kind of held him back. I think. Yeah, fair enough. Not, not uh, look. I think we've 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 really got like a handful of players that really do have the same sort of. Issues, but then again, you've got yeah. one of them. One of them is world number one, so you know. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, <laughs> Eddie Pepperell next up for me. Favorite bet of the week. Um, I think he is potentially the most obvious pick. Uh, not surprised to see that many people are on him. Um, eight, fourth, and fifth in his last three starts in strokes gain approach. Um, he's been eighth last week, third and 39th in the two weeks prior to that. Second, eighth, and fourth in this event. 
he was I think he led the field and approach probably four or five events before that little stretch of eight, fourth and fifth as well. So every time he's made the cut, he's ranked inside the top eight in recent weeks in strokes gain approach. So to me, he's hitting the ball as good as he ever has in terms of approach. We know the driver's a little bit dodgy at times, but we I think that could be negated slightly here. I know you, you do want a bit of accuracy, but I think the fact that he hasn't got a blast, it probably helps. Um, yeah, just think he's found form at the right time. He'll love this kind of Irish Open Wentworth back to back. And this goes back to what you said about Jordan Smith. He, he for whatever reason, hadn't got great form at Crans. He, he should have played well there in the past and hadn't. And I think the same could be said about Jordan Smith. And then he was eighth last week. So I think it's a really positive step in the right direction. Um, good to get that kind of thought under your belt that, you know, you can play well at courses when you're in good form, even if you've not got the great history there. And he's coming to an event that he absolutely loves. So whilst, you know, he's only played here once, he finished eighth that week. Um, I, I think Eddie Pepperell's done everything I want him to do and, and fits every area that I like. He uh, he ranked, where did he rank in Greens regulation last week? I don't actually think he was necessarily that high in Greens regulation. No, he was only um, 39th. But, but he was just really high yeah, in approaching to his green and, he had one really poor greens regulation round where he hit 61%. But, you know, the others, like I've said, Olison led, Loughton fifth, Moronk eighth. So, like you, I've gone with the same kind of um, strategy. And, you know, Eddie's just obviously hit it in the right spots. And sometimes the greens regulation means he's missed the green by one inch and he was actually in a good spot. So, um, I'll trust the strokes kind of approach data for yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a... There's a, there's a, um, a uh, a, a, a reason why you expect people suddenly improve the yeah. irons when you come up to these two courses. So, yeah. yeah, you're quite happy. You, you really, it makes sense to be informed. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's go to. <laughs> well, it's very clear pattern to what we're going for this week. Um, tell us why Connor Syme can do it. Yeah, it's, it's repeat ad nauseum, isn't it? Um, same person. It's just the same as Loughton and, and Olison and Pepperell, and it's just which one you like, I think. It is, but again, again, I thought price at, at uh, three Hundreds. figures. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a bit, a bit too big. I mean, he's done it before. He's contended, contended before. But like you say, recent run, and he was tenth in um, Germany at the European Open. Yeah. Um, better going into the, the final day. Um, recently, says in front of you, isn't it? Fourth at the ISPS Hander, um, and third last week at Switzerland. Four fantastic um, rounds, to be honest with you. Um, again, Green's in reg. He's now led at uh, Galgorn, wasn't it? Was it Galgorn? Yeah, I think. Um, the ISPS hander, yeah. Um, and then and then fifth last week, so clearly his irons are bang on. That mirrors almost um, his approach play and his tee to green. You know, he's absolutely flying. We've seen it before. We saw it mostly, to be honest, a couple of years ago during lockdown um, when he started contending a little bit. Yeah, um, he's got it. Like, like you know, he's got Belfry form. He's got um, Celtic Manor. Um, he, he's got everything like Austria, which was which was really difficult. Valderrama. So you know that he can play in on tight courses. Um, you know, sometimes on the Scots, you you think to yourself they just want an open, linksy type, but it's not true. You know, um, he's got everything you want really. Uh, data golf have his driving accuracy like just as his number one asset. That obviously gives him then the chance to, to attack pins or attack greens. Why won't it happen again? It's it, like you say, it's, 
it's the same player, just not particularly with those wins behind him. Yeah, I think I think with Simon, my, my only negative I found is I expected him to have had a better record in the Irish Open. He's got a couple of miscuts on the 41st. But I think the important thing about that is that we're talking about a course that he hasn't played. And we're saying it rewards very recent form of people who are hitting the ball well. That there's no reason to think he won't overcome that. He's played well in Northern Ireland a couple of times in that ISPS hander, finishing second to, to Ferguson most obviously. So... There's no real reason to think he won't do it. Like, I think sometimes we get kind of caught up in his kind of event forms, location forms or whatever. He's very capable of playing well on the UK and Ireland events. And um, he's just in probably the most consistent form, as you say, going back to COVID, I guess, but probably the most consistent form of his career, I'd say. Um, and I actually was pretty impressed with him over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying I necessarily can see him um, necessarily winning. Yeah, uh, that's a way can't. But you know, we see enough of it all, all year. Yeah. Um, slightly, probably, slightly too good a field, but at a hundred to one, you, know, yeah. you can go and have a look at your top twenties, can't you? You can play around, you can do whatever you like um, yeah. at that sort of price. Um, and why can't he win? There's absolutely no reason why not. Um, I, I don't see it, but it's his course, and if he's going to do it, it'll be here. Yeah, no, understandable. I looked at Matthew Jordan. I thought his Irish Open form plus very recent form was decent enough. He was 125 to one, didn't get there. Brad's gone with Eric Van Royen at the same price, which I do get. He's showing yeah, that was on my list, yeah. form, isn't he? Um, at the moment, he's he's had well, he's flashing, isn't he? he? Had the sixth at the Barracuda and then the eighth last week, and just maybe shows that when he drops down into that quality, he's all right. He shot 63 second round at Scottish Open, so. He's definitely got something open 68 at the three open shot second round 67 in the miscut to Wyndham. So he's doing it for one or two rounds and then he's dropped in quality last week and, and progressively got better through the week. So um, I do understand Eric Van Roy and I'm sure Brad's written up plenty of things on there on his Patreon to let you know in more detail why uh, Eric Van Roy a good pick. But Jason, round out your picks with Thriston Lawrence for us. Uh, 120 right. to one. No, I've got rid of him. You've got rid of him? Okay. I've got rid of him. I'm thinking about I've got rid of him. I've, I've, I've just it's completely gone off him. I'm looking yeah. at Rio, but um, at the similar sort of price. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm actually getting rid of him, so um, he's going to piss up by about five. <laughs> there we um, go. We'll keep that in. No, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm sticking with four of them um, for the possibility of, of shoving Rio in, and that's literally... Um, I did think Lawrence was overpriced, given he's a, um, a double winner. Yeah, um, second in this event last year, wasn't he, I think? Yeah. I, I, um, third. Third in this event last year. Yeah, third, yeah. Um, but I, I'm just not sure about his current form. I haven't looked into that quite enough, and so therefore I'm not going to back him at the moment. Fair. Um, look, he, he finished 47th last week in his... Uh, in his title defence, didn't he? And he was 12 a couple of weeks before that, but that was in South Africa and he missed a couple of checks. So it's been pretty patchy since uh, winning again uh, the BMW International Open. So hard to get a grip on what Thriston Lawrence is going to do any week. Um, I do like that the Rio shout hits the tune. I think he's he's obviously in very consistent form. I led to Jorge Campillo. Um, got some decent Irish Open course form. Uh, event form. Henny Duplessis, I think I keep saying every week and I never back him. He was there. But the final one for me is is a real rogue 
uh, shout. I'm going to go with Soren Kjeldsen, who was 500 to 1 when I wrote all this up. But he places, he's now going to 400 to 1. Um, still plenty big enough. I just, to me, look, I, I think you get a bit of an odd player in these types of events. Um, and I don't necessarily think it would be that odd if he did hang around. He was, you know, back-to-back 65s over the weekend at Crans. That is actually an extension of some pretty decent form. He was fifth at the Scandinavian Mixed. He was 24th at the Maiden Himalayan, 50th at the Czech Masters, which is amazing considering he hits it about 200 yards. Um, and yeah, 66, 65, 65 last week. 71 let him down on Friday, um, which which is obviously a shame, but you can't have it all. And when I looked at people that have played this course, there's not many that have got multiple tournaments here Podrick Harrington being the most obvious with a couple of runner-up finishes to to start his career here but Soren Kelson a couple of top yeah. 20s here um plodder um I think he, I think he's fine 16th and 19th he's been here um and his strokes gain approach numbers have been great like in recent weeks and that's not an exaggeration he's fourth in the field in raw data the last 15 weeks 10th in the field 11th in the field 22nd in the field 7th in the field 24th 21st so Look, he's a, he's a massive outsider. I don't expect him to win. As you're saying, you're not sure whether Connor Syme can win at 100 to 1. I don't think Soren Kelsen can win at 500 to 1. But do I think he can nick a top eight? Probably. <laughs> like, I don't. Uh, I, I've seen something stranger. Um, so, yeah, Soren Kelsen for me at 400 to 1. Shame the 500 to 1 isn't about anymore. That sounds even more appealing. Um, I think that was it for me. Like, I keep. JC Ritchie just pops up every week for me on like when I'm looking at things and I, I never pull the trigger and never. Karen, really... sorry, I, I thought at 201, Karamura might be. Yeah. Might be worth a look. I mean, some of his best form is in on tree line tracks. I mean, yeah. like, like, I have no idea what he's going to do, but the fact his best form this year is second at Kenya. Forget the bomb, so that doesn't matter for this. Eighth last week. Um, was 11th in greens and reg there. Um, and obviously, he first came to prominence when he was top 10 at uh, Valderrama, I think. Yeah. Top of my head. Um, so, all his form is on the right, is on the right track. And I, I have no idea. I mean, he's got 100 missed cuts, but when he does play well, he, he, when he does play well, he plays really well. Plays really well, yeah, top 10. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's probably, I mean, if, you know, chucking Tristan Lawrence out of, out of the thing and looking at Rio, I could certainly have a couple of. Um, yeah, he's got he's got the right game. So um, yeah, he's only one I mentioned. There you go. Fair enough. Let's go. Uh, let's summarise our picks. So Jordan Smith, Antoine Rosner, both at forty-five to one, and Eric Van Royen at one hundred and twenty-five to one for Brad. Uh, for me, I'm going with Adrian Moronk at twenty-eight to one with the seven places. Uh, I'm going to go with. Theorbjörn Olsson at 66 to 1, seven places. Joost Lauten, 60 to 1, eight places. Eddie Pepperell, 70 to 1, eight places. Um, and then I'm going to go with Soren Kjeldsen at 400 to 1, eight places, which is a shame from the 500 to 1, but there we go. Uh, Jason, your picks for us for the hour show? Uh, John Smith, same as you. Yep. Uh, Rosner, same as Brad. Uh, Olsson, same as you. Yep. On a sign, are you on? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Just myself in. On a sign. Um, I'm now 
going to have a lot more of them was Monday night, but I've had a lot more tomorrow on Karen Miura, see yeah. if he's dead or, or, or whether he's back in form or he's got injury that he's recovered from. And if Renato Paratore gets in the thing, I'm going to back him. Nice. I think that's a good summarisation. A good summarisation? Summarisation? I don't know. It was a good yeah, exactly. roundup of the Irish Open, the Ryder Cup picks. Uh, we'll have more on the Ryder Cup. You're going to put an article out for uh, Bet to preview the Ryder Cup. Everyone should go and read that, support that, because uh, we'd love to get the content out there so that we can produce more stuff uh, in that department. Uh, and then we will preview the Ryder Cup uh, when it comes, the week, the week of. So... We might do a Tuesday, Wednesday show. Monday is probably a bit early for a Ryder Cup that starts on a Friday. Um, that's about it. We've got Wentworth to look forward to next week. Great event. I think it is then... Is it, what, when, what event have we got after that? I don't know. Anyway, we've got another event after that. It might be the Dunhill Links, which I'm potentially away for. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm lost with, with events now, Jace. Oh, it's Holly Wilson. It's Holly Wilson time, isn't it? Again, isn't it? There you go. Yeah, there you go. So that'd be nice. Um, yeah. Long season so far. Let's get a winner to crown off that's, the Irish Open. Come on. I know you're finishing this, but that's the problem. Because all the majors have gone already, because the yeah. tour championship is gone, yeah? You, you sort of go into September and you think it's the end of the year. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, that's... Uh, and, that, and actually there's well, three of the deep tour's best events. That's the weirdest yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the Irish Open, PGA. You've got the Golf National. After the um, PGA, that's the one. That's the one I missed. They've got the, go- the golf national. Yeah, and then fantastic. Yeah. So you've got you've got the K Club Ryder Cup Ryder Cup venue. Then you've got Wentworth. Then you've got another Ryder Cup venue, the Golf National. Then you've got the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Pretty good. Not a bad run, is it? And we do that all in a window. Well, right? the only problem is the, the obviously the end of the year, the Masters is not a Valderrama, so we're all going to boycott that. <laughs> That is true. That is true. Um, Jace, thank you very much as ever. A um, lot of detail going into there, a lot of picks uh, and great commentary on, on all areas. So thank you very much as ever for joining and I look forward to posting up a winner at the end of the week.